The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is officially now Packers Week here inside the SWBC podcast studio at the Star in Frisco. This is Mick Shots. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and the star of our show, Mickey Spagnola. He's the cheesehead. By the time somebody's figured that out, he's the cheesehead expert. That's right. This guy. He was. He you was, got a cheesehead at home, there, Mickey? You know he does. He just. Mm-hmm. He just. I'm surprised you didn't bring it. I'm surprised you didn't bring it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have the. They didn't do the no. cheeseheads back in your day. Right? No. Yeah. You think Lombardi would have put up with a cheesehead? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> There are football players there was on no the football lo- field out there today, I noticed. Yes, there is. Yes. There was no leaping in the stands either, by the way. No Lambo leaps. You got a superstar behind you, man. Voice of the, the Cowboys, Brad Sham. I'm, I'm going to save your spine. It's Brad, it's, it's Brad Sham. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> save you trying to turn around. <laughs> man, familiar with the ice bowl? Oh, oh, can you hear I me? <laughs> no, he stopped. No, he's I uh, don't think so. <laughs> We're more familiar with it. Who knows if he was watching it back in 67. Oh, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Everybody Probably. was. Did they have television back then? <laughs> Black and white. Uh-huh. They did. 19 inches, if you were lucky. When, when was the first time you got a uh, color TV? Hey, man, that's a good one. I would imagine the 70s. Okay. And, uh, you know, still the same cheap stuff because eventually you're going to have to get the, the pliers to change the channel. Right? The knob thing always breaks. It's cheap plastic, so you have to eventually get the the pliers to change it. Our knob on our TV broke. And, you know, it kind of fit on that that little screw there. Yep. Got the little little divider there in the middle. And uh, instead of getting a new TV, you remember the the little kind of key thing that opened up coffee cans? We had to stick that in there and and turn turn it. it. That's right. All right, very just good. Just get some pliers, dude. What are you doing? Just, <laughs> just, you know, no, that was the channel it fit, to stay on it there. It fit right in there, right? Because there was a groove, right? <laughs> we never had, growing up, a color TV. I don't think they had a color with my parents until we bought them one for some occasion, my sister. Wow. So this would have been like in early 80s. So when was the first time you saw the Green Bay Packers in green? Meaning in person. Besides, well, okay, in, in person. <laughs> if you couldn't see it on your black and white maybe, TV that they actually wore green jerseys. It was either at somebody else's house or maybe when I was in college because the first hockey game I went to, and I'm used to watching hockey in black and white, and I walked into Chicago Stadium and it was like, oh, wow, <laughs> the blue line's blue and the red line's red, and look at those uniforms in you know, color. You know, along those lines. Because uh, there was no first color time, pictures in the paper either, Okay, by the way. along those lines, the first time that I saw how green the Boston Celtics uniforms are was – probably at Reunion Arena, see him live in person. Okay. TV doesn't do it justice. And the other thing is how gold the Notre Dame helmets are. You you have to see it in person to really appreciate just how. The the most striking colors I've seen was Cotton Bowl. The green grass and and the highlights from the Cotton Bowl. 
Yeah, just Lindsey Nelson at the. <laughs> yeah, just I, I'm just just you know it was always sunny. Seems like in in the Cotton Bowl and and well they call it sunny South Dallas. That's why they call it sunny <laughs> South Dallas. It's and like to watch. Uh, you know, I, I just remember Don Meredith and Bob Hayes, and just you know, mm. it's like wow, this is this is so colorful, and 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 it was the clarity was just amazing. That was probably the first time I saw color uh, in the NFL when I actually went to a game. Yeah. So you okay. thought you thought before you went to the game that that people played in black and white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Had no clue what it looked like. Everything. I'll guarantee you the ice bowl was gray. Okay. Uh, it was a gray day. All right. So um, team is on the field. Yes. Uh, bring us up to speed with what we need to know as they are back to work here. I saw Zeke out there and he looked like he was getting ready. He had a helmet, so that's a step in the right direction. Uh, looked like he was getting ready to do his rehab. Uh, McCarthy said that, uh, you know, he, he he said that Zeke came up to him bef- sometime in the morning, whatever they were doing, and said, yeah, coach, I'm ready to go. And he goes, and that's what they all say. <laughs> so I was glad he added that. Uh, but uh, he said that, uh, you know, we'll see where he's at. Um, it felt like um, Malik Hooker, and Sam Williams were ready to go, maybe not the whole thing, but at least limited, if not better. I think the one guy, you know, and, and Zeke will see as it goes on. Zeke thinks he's playing on Sunday. Uh, I think the one guy they're a little worried about is Anthony Barr with mm-hmm. that hamstring. And, you know, I found out, you know, before the bye uh, that – they worried about him just because of his age, yeah. 30, whatever, soft tissue. So they were going to be real careful with that one that they didn't extend. And his Who's recent his track record, too. I mean, yes. he missed a lot of games last year with the Vikings. Right. Who's his backup? Damone Clark. Damone Clark. Oh, your boy. Still. Number 33. <laughs> and, you know, you're going to see a lot of Damone Clark and continue to see a lot of uh, Deron Bland, too, by the way. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Lewis won't be there. He's, he's been done. playing very well. He's, he's lived yeah. up to his uh, preseason hype. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, and somebody said, oh, how's he playing? I said, if you think about it, you know, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Hadn't played any, and all of a sudden he had to play in two games to start, and I don't think we got any arguments about pivotal, it, right? Made some pivotal plays. Yeah. Pivotal plays. Well, broke up the one in the yeah, end that zone. Was, that was sweet. So, if, he, if he would turn around, he, he'd be even yeah. happier. Yeah. But it was he. I liked his, his sense of urgency as that ball was in the air. Because <laughs> how fast is he? Well, we can find that out he, for he, you. I shortly. mean, his catch-up speed on that ball was he, pretty he was, impressive. and he's he, it was it was digs like he he's got he's got instincts, and that's that's a good thing, especially for that position, yes. right? To play it as, it as a rookie, gotta have to it. be in the slot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I, but other than that, I think everybody else, you know, Curse should be out there. Um, he, he said they had a couple guys, receivers, uh, looked like they had the flu, but they were practice squad guys. Um, so. You know what I worry about with the these. The bye came at exactly the right time. You know what I worry about with these young guys is being uh, – believing the hype of the of the Packers, believing the hype of that that uh, home field advantage that, right. that Green Bay always has and the Aaron Rodgers. You know, of course, he's a great player. When I say myth, I mean just his reputation preceding him. Uh, don't let that – yeah, beat you like intimidate you. Exactly. Go yeah. in, go in with with the mindset of respect because you have to respect the game. Right. You have to respect your opponent, but at the same time, you still disrespect them 
Right. Because it's like you should not even be on the field with us. Eventually, that's what you want to try and show the Green Bay Packers if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Somebody asked McCarthy about, you know, explain to them Lambeau Field and the weather. And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, you know, we spent time on that and, you know, what cleats you should wear on that grass. And and then he said, and by the way, you know, whatever the temperature was supposed to be at kickoff, it was, I think it was the high 30s or mm-hmm. whatever. He said that I, I, I counted up on the on the roster, and he goes, they've got fewer guys from the north than we do <laughs> that, like, grew up in like that, that kind of weather. Right? I like that. He said, so they should be worried about like these that. boys I from like the that. south coming in because uh, they more of our guys have grown up in the north than they have. So. Right now <laughs> in Green Bay, the temperature is 59 degrees. It is cloudy. Okay. It's supposed to be fine it, until Sunday. It is. Uh, it gets a cold front comes through on Saturday. It looks like because the high on Saturday is 37 with mm-hmm. a low of 26, and on Sunday it's a high of 37, a low of 24. As long as it's a still day, that's okay. Yeah, as long as the wind's no not precipitation, whipping, right? No precipitation. Yeah. No, yeah, whipping around. I the think stadium. I saw the precipitation was like one or two percent chance or something like that. When I know, no wind it. gusts. My little app has a partly cloudy day. That's it. Store. That's good. There's That's Green Bay. That. You can't mm-hmm. beat that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking football, you know, you want it to be chilly, but you just—it's the the precipitation and the wind that just really messes up a game. And for the first time, we are actually staying in Green Bay. Is Nate? Is Nate uh, texting you? <laughs> he is. <laughs> Uh, Nate in Frisco. Is, is he watching practice for us? So let us know who's no, working and who isn't. No, he's listening to us, man. He ain't watching practice. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I better turn down my... Whatever whatever he was uh, wearing, he had, he had like white socks coming out of his shoes, and then he had some tights on. It looked like his, his ankles were spatted up, ready to go practice. Nate? Nate. Okay. <laughs> what is he doing? What is he doing? Why is he, is he spatted up? He looked like it. If you saw the, if you saw him walking around. What the heck is he doing, man? Did you uh, like playing at Lambeau Field? I only played there once, and uh, we weren't that good of a team. I think that was in 89. I think it was the 1-15 season. Uh, you know, very uneventful. You know, Brett Favre was playing. Our we, book is there. Yeah. It's still it was, there. It was, yeah. Was Just that the year? You, copy. Well, that was the year – you had to play him twice, didn't you? No. One of those years, you ended up well, playing. Favre would not twice. have been there in '89. So, it was, if I'm not, it could be. I'm maybe now, maybe with the Giants. Be, could be '88. No, it was not with the Giants. Oh, you never. No, were. I was definitely with the Cowboys, and we got our butts kicked. Okay. No, there's no doubt about it. It was one. It was either '88 or '89. And uh, see, the book is already, already coming in. There, there you go. What you it got says. it. So. 89, and I was right, they ended up playing the Packers twice. Mm. Why did we play them twice in 89? They, they started that with, I forgot which teams, because in 90 they ended up playing Tampa Bay twice. I, I, I don't even so remember. Before that. expansion. We played them in, the, in both in, at Lambeau? No, at, at Green Bay, October eighth, yeah. and then close the season at home against Green Bay. That was your last. Oh, that was your I, last game, right? Right. I was. I was. That's when Jimmy had put me on the bench the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't remember the second game. I was playing <laughs> special teams, and then in in ninety one they played them in Milwaukee. I remember that distinctly. 
the magic man was at quarterback for uh, Green Bay That's at Lambeau. Right. Yeah. So in 89, you lost in Green Bay 31-13. And on New Year, or Christmas Eve, you got beat 20-10. to And the reason I remember that is it was freezing cold out. Mm-hmm. And the pipes at Texas Stadium froze. Like the bathrooms were inoperable because mm-hmm. the pipes were frozen. I don't think I took a shower after the game. I, I didn't. No, have, it wasn't. I didn't, I didn't it wasn't the locker room. I didn't it was sweat. For, it was for the fans. <laughs> there was by no the way. perspiration. And I'll never forget. So that finished the season uh, one in fifteen, right? And Frank Luxa, my cohort at the Dallas Times Herald, basically wrote, "And what a fitting end to the season. It was so bad." On the final game, they couldn't even flush it down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's one of those, like, you go, why did I think of that? <laughs> okay, so the Cowboys finished 1-15, and 15, obviously, in 1989. How well I know. And, of course, the Cowboys' first-round draft pick they had used on, on Steve, Steve Walsh. Walsh. Otherwise, they would have had the first pick in the draft Two years in a row. So he was a, and they would have had a supplemental. That's when they had supplemental, the supplemental draft. draft. Yes. Right. Yes. And they used their first round pick thinking, mm-hmm. okay, well, we won't have the first round pick again. And sure enough. Sure enough. And I, they I, did. I think uh, Walsh had, uh, had he led them to a championship, uh, Miami, Miami to the national championship that previous year? Because Jimmy was, was, was hot for him. He had to have yeah, it. Right. He had to have yes. it. And it was, he was like Danucci to me. You know, he's, he was that guy that was a good college quarterback, but that transferred to the pros, he wasn't ready for his rookie year. And as it turned out, they could have had the first pick in the draft all three years because mm-hmm. they ended up trading for it in 91 mm-hmm. uh, and took Russell Maryland. Right. Okay, and so they, they did draft Emmett, and we've talked about it, Emmett and trading up to 17 to take him in the first round in 1990. So... Who do you think the Cowboys would have taken? Well, that's with the always first a good pick. That's always a, a it would have been the the best defensive player. They would Cortez not have, Kennedy from yes, Miami. Yes, they absolutely would have. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they would. So here's, they didn't like they didn't like um, uh, the running back Blair Thomas. Blair Thomas, who wound up with the Cowboys several years. <laughs> yeah, later. but yeah. Uh, Buff, Buff, the Buff, Jets took him. Jets number took two. Him. Here's all right. Here's who went. Oh, this is interesting. Here's who went top five in that draft. And it's funny because I knew that they had taken, they'd lost their first round pick on Walsh. And I don't recall ever going back and figuring out who it was it that they could have had with that pick. We talk about how great the Cowboys draft picks were with Jimmy, you know, when he came in and everything. But that supplemental draft being the exception. And, but the supplemental draft, they yeah. gave up their first round pick. The first pick in the draft in 1990 was Jeff George. Obviously, they wouldn't, I don't think, they would no. have taken that. And they weren't going to take Blair Thomas. They could have done the same principle they did with Steve Walsh, though, well, take the quarterback. I don't know. All right. So the second pick was Blair Thomas. The third pick, Seattle took Cortez Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And obviously, being the Miami. You don't need to go any further than that. But here's the answer. The fourth pick was Keith McCants to Tampa Bay. The fifth pick, linebacker USC. Junior Seau mm. went to the Chargers. Yeah, he would have. But taken he would have taken Cortez, Cortez Kennedy, Kennedy, no doubt, and especially with Jimmy's background and, and as a defensive line coach. And as it turned out, they were all hot and bothered by getting the linebacker from Baylor, 
uh, James, James Francis. Francis. They tried to trade up to get him, and Cincinnati – no, whoever they needed to get – whoever was before Cincinnati, they were trying to mm. trade up with them. They couldn't do it. Uh, I think it was maybe Kansas City. And then after Cincinnati took James Francis, Jimmy called Cincinnati and wanted to trade with Cincinnati for James Francis, and they wouldn't do it. So they settled for Emmett Smith, mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> who would have been the next running back taken after Blair Thomas. So no running backs went after the second pick in the draft until Cowboys took Emmett at 17. And there were three Hall of Famers in that first round, Cortez Kennedy, Junior Seau, and Emmett and Smith. And Emmett Smith. They could have had two if they hadn't have made the supplemental <laughs> pick for um, – going to add two of them, right? They could have had Cortez Kennedy and Emmett Smith yep. in that draft. Yeah. So – I wonder and if that's then, and wait. then would they have then done the Russell Maryland trade? No, no, they would Later. not because yeah, they had to right. have Cortez would Kennedy. That's right. So is that in the book? Is there a chapter on I, that ninety I, I, draft? I wish now we would have had this conversation <laughs> yesterday, and I could have asked Jimmy and confirmed who he would have taken uh, because I talked to Jimmy this morning. And um, well, let's hear about it. Well, uh, it was great. Uh, well, let's After hear about break. it when we yeah, come back man. here on Mix Shots in just a moment. Mm-hmm. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey! Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back, back. to mixed shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214 225 4860, and that's capepostcompany.com. 
And the Cowboys on the practice field right now. The media availability window is right now for uh, media to go look at what's happening out on the field. And so Mickey Spagnola took that opportunity to go look at what's happening on the field. And Mickey, what do you have to report? From my speed watching... Uh, we only had, what, two minutes. Uh, I We forgot, and you know what? No one asked about him either. Noah Brown uh, is, uh, missed the last game, if we remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is working with the rehab guys while they're practicing special teams. So we'll see where uh, it goes from there. It's him and Zeke on the resistant cords together. But he had a helmet out there. It looked like his helmet was off to the side. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what he ends up doing. But that was another guy that uh, did not play in the, in the Bears game. Tell you what, this is a game where we could use him. Yeah. Talking about good coverage, good DBs. Talking, well, they're okay. But, you know, when you're on the road, you want to have someone that can silence the crowd as you move the chains. And I think he would – he would be a big target for Dak and moving the chains this 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 Sunday. Yeah, and then you know if not him, then um, Tolbert's got to step up. Mm-hmm. They'll need him. And so you just the the big body though. There's no replacing that big yeah. body. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And and that would have been James Washington if the, mm-hmm. if he was ready to mm-hmm. go. So anyway, there's uh, that's what I saw real quickly. All right. Um, Jimmy Johnson. I uh, had a chat with Jimmy, and he's making the media rounds because he's got a book out. It's, I think it's out Tuesday, next Tuesday. Um, it's called Swagger. <laughs> Swagger. Swagger. <laughs> Super Bowls, Brass Balls, and Footballs is the title of it. And uh, it was great Super talking balls, to him. He's, brass balls. <laughs> you know what that's coming from. The brass ones are coming from, uh, well, specifically, the uh, 1993. 1993 NFC Championship game when he called in on Randy Galloway's uh, radio show <laughs> and said, we will win the game. You can put it in three-inch headlines. We will win the game. So, And then – they won the game. They damn so did. But Seaford, yeah, when he yeah, was asked that's right. about there it, you go. said, whoa, he's got some brass ones. <laughs> yeah, I think Seaford was scared when he heard that. <laughs> yeah. He knew. He knew. I think he knew at that moment. Oh, Lord. It's, it's like, well, you <laughs> lost to him at yeah. home. How are we going to beat him yeah, at their exactly. place now? After but, they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's making the rounds, um, selling his book, and um, it's it's really. I got my copy on Monday, and um, it's uh, very interesting. I, you know, you know the football stuff, and it's all that's all interesting. Going back to his Miami days, Cowboys days, relationship with Jerry. Is a, there's a chapter me and Jerry, but the first chapter that I turned to uh, was about his son Chad. And his son, and he was very. Um, um, Specs. Nate. 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 And uh, how he basically, Did not know about yeah. That. And this was in 2009, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, how uh, he Nate. he Nate. 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 Nate.
He did, and, and he is now running a treatment center, I think, in Florida, and very successful with it. Whatever. And that's great, what we were talking about yesterday about how we evolve as people. Mm-hmm. And we all have our own yep. stories. Yeah. You know, you never. I never knew that about him, and it just lets you know you can have a thought process about somebody, but they're going through their own stuff. You know, you might be angry about what you're going through, but they might not show it, but they're going through something as well, because I never knew about that. Did he have a chapter on Nate Newton in there? <laughs> Nate, Nate is talked about in the book, Jimmy's book. Uh-oh. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. Uh, Did you get a book? No, no, I don't, I don't need a book. Too. Nate got endorsed. No, I don't, I don't need a book. I, I, I wish I would have brought the book. I, I could have read I know the Jimmy. Right, right. See, Jimmy, <laughs> Walls, you are so correct when you say how guys evolve. Jimmy couldn't be. That guy he was uh, back when he was with us or when we was with him, he 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 even admitted, I can't be that guy no. again. That guy was that guy there almost hated himself mm-hmm. because how cold blooded he was and how single minded mm-hmm. he was. So I mean, just think now he he said his biggest victory is how he helped his son. But I remember him sitting in a meeting saying. My people in town, my mom and dad in town, but where am I? I'm over here. I'll see them after the game. Right. I'll deal with them. So for all of y'all with your moms and your girls, I mean, he went off. <laughs> you, trying to show us the single-mindedness, you know, hate, you know, got rid of a great, should be a Hall of Famer guy because he was walking out the field talking to a guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, 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 went, it went totally against yes. his, his, his message. Yes. Because his message had to be strong that's day right. in and day, day out. out. Especially yeah. when you got a team that's borderline 1-15 season. Yeah. And yeah. he had a vocal guy in the locker room yeah. that wasn't buying into. Yes. His, his, well, now, let's be, let's be clear. Let's be clear. Jimmy Johnson is the only coach that ever uh, 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 made me a captain. Right. That's Eddie Robinson, uh, Tom right. Landry, all yeah. of them. He's the only one. Right. But he wanted me for a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that that to me is for if I, I was doing my work early on, and Nate will tell you. Yeah. I was going I was doing the work, going to the players, right. going to Jimmy. Hey, this is what's happening. Right. Jimmy wasn't feeling none of that. Right. That, his <laughs> idea of a captain was not what our idea of a captain That's right. was. Mm-hmm. And that was clearly pointed out. I think after the Giants game, yeah. Yeah, I think that was our fourth game. I was, you know, the guys were running hard, man. It was, it was 100-something degrees outside. And so as a captain, I, my boy said, hey, man, this, I think Gogan came to me. Hey, yeah. man, we, we, they died, they're killing us out here. We won't be ready for the game. So, like, Coach, they said, you kill them. Uh, what, what do you think we should do? He goes, well, you know what? I'll lighten up on practice. Well, we lightened up on practice, and we promptly got our asses kicked by the Giants as if right. we were tired. Right. So Jimmy looked at that and, and said, it's your fault. You know, right. I listened See to you. Happened. And they basically that's what happened. So uh, no, he ended I, was, up, I was done after that. I was done after that. He ended up, uh, if you remember that Giants game, it was cold. It was up there. No, no, no. This was the first here. time. It was oh. hot. Okay. Yeah, it was burning up. The, yeah. one, <laughs> the one at the end of the season was the one that uh, you guys had the ball Inside the ten yard line, and, you, and on the five, on the five, on the five, and it got and everybody fired, right? <laughs> got, got everybody fired. It got it got Wojcik fired because no, it wasn't Wojcik. Was the coach Bob Bob Warden. Bob Ward. Well, Bob Ward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Ooh. That's what brought yeah. That brought Wojcik in. See, I wasn't playing at the time. I didn't. He know got was... he he called all the assistant coaches off the bus 
I remember being out there because yeah. we were in, still doing interviews outside the stadium, and he chewed them all off. And then in the press conference, he said, we weren't strong enough. We got to get stronger. Mm-hmm. And he fired Bob Moore. He said Ward. this would never, ever happen to us again. And it we would not be on the one. Right. And, and couldn't get in. Oh, man. <laughs> So 15 all of a sudden, man, to the Giants. 15 Coach, nothing. Coach wow. Ward, all of a sudden, up, 15 to nothing. And they had the ball, as Nate said, like on the, in, man, it, around we down the on the yard. one. Yeah. Coach say run it. I mean, you can you can literally like he had a headset on. <laughs> run it. <laughs> Three straight times. And see and what he's doing. And he wasn't gonna kick a field goal. No, my God. No. As, much, as much as we argued, you still I still know what he's doing. He's trying to show. He's trying to create a, a culture. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna run it. We're not doing the play action. Yeah. It's gonna be our culture from here on. It ended up being that, but it didn't start right there. You know, the oh. first time I met him <laughs> was Paul Palmer was his running back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, right? The first time <laughs> I the Chiefs, okay. first time I met Jimmy was 1978. It was his first year at Oklahoma State. We were on the Big Eight Skyriders tour. We go into Oklahoma uh, to Stillwater, and this new guy here, and he's chattering away. And he was like the best interview of the whole bunch, right? He was new. He was Jimmy. And I was thinking, you know what, this guy might have something. I don't know. And <laughs> then he turned Oklahoma State around, yeah. but he stayed his perfunctory five years and then left, right? It went to Miami. Went to Miami, stayed five years and left. Came here, stayed five years and left. Yeah, but to say there's a lot more to that. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot more to that. A lot I'm, of winning, a lot of championship. I'm going to tell you, man, he, I mean, the things he used to say, he used to, Coming to me, and I remember Troy just signed, and then after Troy signed, he signed his long contract. I just want to let all y'all know I signed a longer <laughs> contract than any of y'all. I'll be here longer. Right. Where, where did this he come kinda, from? Right, he was wrong on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying how he – his single-mindedness. That's right. You know, and he told us, he said uh, – I will uh, get rid of anybody I feel that can't help this team win. If I I see where I will put up with you until I find me a player that I can replace you with. I mean, coach by fear. You know, when you were talking about single-minded, when they drafted in 92 uh, Robert Jones, first-round pick, and I remember this, Robert brought his new wife to training camp in Austin. Jimmy was livid. He didn't want anybody distracted by – he was more worried about, you know, and say what you want, taking care of his wife, than football. And and Jimmy chewed his butt out. Mm -hmm. I mean, chewed him out. And it was like, you can't do that. This is football. I don't remember. No, 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 Robert was stern. He wasn't getting rid of his wife. Uh Not not, not telling him to leave camp. Uh No, man. And I respect Robert to this day. That's probably why he still got his wife and I don't have him. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Blake's sister, right? Yeah. That's a good word. I'm going to tell you, man. Uh, it, and see, Michael Irvin was his right hand man. Yeah. I mean, Mike was the co signer. Yeah, Mike. Mike he well, co signed everything he said. Mike, uh, what's up with this? He could, all, he could always find a reason. 
why Jimmy was right. And I said to myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to quit action, Mike. What's up with this? <laughs> Before I be on that list. Michael probably didn't have the captain name on him then, but he oh, was no. the captain. He was the captain. Oh, man. He, he no was, doubt about yeah. it. I remember the, the first uh, off-season meeting. Jimmy's talking, if you recall. Mike gets up and interrupts Jimmy. Yeah. And starts talking also. And we're yeah. all on our knees after practice. <laughs> right. And Jimmy, you know, that's the only person that he relented to. That's was, right. Was, was Michael Irvin. If Mike had something to say, he knew it was going to co-sign with Jimmy. And, and I'm going to tell you, we, I'm like, after, after we started winning, and uh, Coach Johns, we had a roast, a roast. And so he invited all the, a lot of the players down to his little town he was friends with. Port Arthur. Miss Joplin and all of them yeah, was from. Yeah, Joplin. Ain't but one or two people that's from it, there. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you know, they probably was only two families. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Joplin's and yeah, the Johnson. Yeah. And anyway, I heard him in, um, what's the great coach for Philadelphia defense? The, 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 Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. They at the table. We all up there talking. And uh, he was just uh, – the things Jimmy was telling him about us and how we practice. And, uh, yeah, I go out and find the biggest and strongest guy, Nate Nunes, and get no rest in training camp. How they was just going to kill us. And I'm looking at Coach like, hey, Coach, over there, it's all right. It's all right. And just Michael Irvin. Well, you remember when he, everything. You remember when he made a, a, an example out of Mike when he was late for the plane that time? 1992, mm. and they were going to Detroit, and Mike wasn't on the plane, and I think the flight coordinator came to Jimmy, and he goes, uh, you know, we're all here but Michael, and Jimmy said, what time were you supposed to take off? He said, 2 o'clock, she said, and he goes, well, what time is it now? It's 2.01. Let's go, mm. and he left them behind. Mm. Mike had to find his own flight to Detroit. Right. And he gets there and Jimmy perfunctory chews him out. Right. And he goes, OK, you're suspended. The first series of the game. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, it gets better. Hold on, man. And then Norv Turner finds out he suspended, <clears throat> suspended Mike the first series of the game. And he looked at Jimmy and goes, so if we kick off. Is the first series on defense? Does that count? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sure it did. Let I'm me sure tell you, it that same trip, Mike comes in. We all at getting ready to go to dinner. So Mike rushes in. Come, We all up coming to the back elevator. And Coach Johnson, about four other players. And he see Mike. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mike come over here hanging. And that's just how he does his yeah. mouth, too. He, yeah. he, he, he's, so, he's like, he's going to bite Everybody else left. Everybody like, oh. <laughs> so everybody else runs off. I act like I'm going to I double back. I said, I want to see what's going to happen to Mike. His boy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? His boy, right. Yeah. <laughs> they get around the corner. Now, Mike, you know bad man. <laughs> I, I wanted to come around that corner and say, man. But I, I said, okay. I, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, so. I waited to Mike. I said, Mike, you got on? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, no, see? Mike is. <laughs> I said myself. Mike. That old Mike. I said, you know that what? That old Mike. Mike played said, both sides real well, didn't he? I like that. Mike needs to stop. <laughs> he so, straddle that fence. Oh, man. man. But I got I to say about Mike, man, you know, when Don't, he got hurt, when he got injured, 
Yeah. Uh, and I think it was ACL or whatever. Oh, yeah. To see him come back, just the, the work that he put in, Ooh. I will never forget that. Okay. I will never, ever, ever forget that. So I mean, he's doing his rehab in the off season, right? Right. And he lived in Carrollton. I lived in Carrollton. And I'm coming to uh, the ranch one day. And I see what I thought was like the biggest guy ever riding a bicycle, right? <laughs> and it, the, the, the seat was way up as far <laughs> as it would go. And he's riding down the median uh, on Beltline. And I'm looking, and it's Mike. He's riding to the ranch from home, you know, part of his rehab mm-hmm. to try to get ready that 90 season. I remember him with the, the, the weight vest on, <clears throat> and he was bounding off of two feet. I mean, just as as far as he could go. I mean, he just did it over and over and over again, and that was part of his rehab. I remember seeing him in the uh, the whirlpool, and man, it was one of those days. You know how it is when yeah. you, man, how did I get here? Like my knee messed up, and he was all mad. You could just tell he just he yeah. was mad. I just remember having to talk with him, and uh, I had never seen him that down before. But but see, you gotta understand, Walls is. You remember he used to have on a trench coat yeah. all the time yeah. because they had to re re go back in there and re bend that knee mm-hmm. because it froze on it. He did, he he had uh, uh, it froze. Mm. What do you call it? Scar tissue. Yeah, yeah. it and froze. They had to on break it, it yeah. up. Yeah. And uh, and I remember Jim Mauer because he that was the Brit. He was the Brit back then. Mm-hmm. Jim Mauer like we gonna get this leg right, Mike. Mm-hmm. And Mike just sitting there about to cry. Yes, ha- had yes. on a, a trench coat. His first, his oh, first, my. his first months, man, yeah. that was tough. I and mean, they, yeah. he had to be talked to. That's and, how passionate he was about like living up to a promise. You yeah, know? Like to he his promised dad. To, his, to dad. his dad. He promised his dad. Right? Yeah, he promised wow. his dad. His dad told him. He looked at him. His dad was the preacher that preached in Miami. I mean, that worked in Miami, you know, on roofs, land brick, whatever he had to do to take care of them 800 children. Sixteen of them. Yeah. They had, like Mike said, they eat like they eat 100. <laughs> 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 so his dad told him, you are the one. You're the chosen one. And so when his dad passed, you know, because his dad used to spend the weekends driving from Miami up to Georgia to mm-hmm. preach and mm-hmm. come back home and work. And he told Mike, you're the one. So Mike felt all his weight on him. He did. And it he was like his senior year in high school when he passed. Yeah. 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 And so uh, he kept that, that, that drive with him the whole time. Yeah, that yeah. fear of not, not ever making times, it. There were though, when I'm sure talking to somebody like yourself and myself, yeah. where that probably helped him out a lot because that is a lot of pressure. I know I remember talking to him one time, and after we finished talking, he said, thank you. Yeah. And it wasn't just about me. It was He just needed somebody. I just happened him, yeah. to be the one that walking through yeah. that t- at that time. I mean, he was sitting in that whirlpool, man, or he in that was. steam room. I said. And, man, and uh, he would look. He was so dried up. He, I mean, his man, body. He must have been at the same Yeah, he was, was so dried up. <laughs> well, he's trying that's, to lose weight. That, yeah, well, yeah, you know, I had to weigh in, so. But, no, nah, that was sometimes I went by there, and that's exactly he physically. He looked dried, dried up. up. That's He'll so be, funny you said that. And then he'll. When they popped that scar tissue and him and Jim shot it, gone, and that's when y'all saw all the results. Mm-hmm. I mean, he never stopped. He worked out like a beast before Always. that. But after that, crazy, crazy. Oh, man. I mean, he would party from Monday to Thursday. <laughs> he would also work out from Monday to Thursday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, Jim, right. Jimmy, Jimmy should thank him. To, for yeah. everything, and yeah. by, and because by he the kept way, this team together. And he by did. the way, uh, after he got left, he found that there was a 
phone number to the pilot. Yes, he did. In the cockpit. And if there was he was going to be late, he'd call in, and they would have mechanical there problems. You go. <laughs> there you go. And by the way, that happened. trip to Detroit that he missed the that Michael Irvin missed the flight. It was thirty years ago this week. Wow, was wow. it really? Oh, and, wow. and November eighth, uh, nineteen ninety-two. Pick kicked like. 37 to 3. They won 37 to 3. They won the game. Yeah. Cowboys okay. won 37 to 3. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Lost I, the next week to the Rams. Man, I'm telling you. Yeah. I just remember some of the speeches Coach Johns used to have, some of the things he used to say. And uh, I mean, I've told you a story where we was in practice, right? We're in, we in Austin. And uh, this is one of Jimmy Chipperier days. He comes out. <laughs> Troy, Troy, how you doing today, baby? How you doing? How you, how you on? Oh, I feel good, Coach. Just let me know now. We'll, we'll kind of cut back for you. Hey, hey, uh, Emmett, what's up, man? How you lay? Oh, Coach, man, hand me a little tight. Well, you know you ain't doing seven on seven today. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, inside run, you're not doing that. Mike, and that Mike was the judge. If Mike said he was tired, then we was going to get at least 30 minutes of practice cut short. Other than that, it was still wide open. <laughs> Mike, how you feel? Mike, oh, oh, coach, I'm ready to run. Oh, we're going to have a great day of practice. Now, we going to have a great day right. <laughs> he get over to me. Nate, just get ready to practice one day at a time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you didn't ask me how I was doing it. It don't matter. Just get ready to practice. <laughs> Whatever happens, you be ready. <laughs> you be ready to practice. All right, we got three minutes left in the show, oh, and man. we got a break still to take. Yeah, what, what about the break? Yeah, man? what happened? Why don't I just read it? Just and read it now, man. Yeah, yeah, just read it now. All right. Yeah, we'll and it's Wednesday, down. right? Yeah. <laughs> get wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, let's do it in the uh, the word of the day today. <laughs> What's the word of the day? What's Mickey's the- used it twice. And I had to look it up. What did I use? Perfunctory. Oh, that's perfunctory. Carried carried out, carried out with a minimum of effort or reflection, and that's the way that Mickey reads these. Let's do it, baby. Get cozy and join us at the Star for our most festive movie night yet. Movie nights at the Star, presented by Monument Realty, features a Christmas classic, Elf. The show is free and open to the public Good and show. begins at 7 p.m. For more oh. info, visit thestarinfrisco.com. I'm told that we still have to take the break. Oh, oh man. Oh. All right, here we go. Let's go. Take it. All right, here we go. We paid how much for those lessons? She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. 
Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back to mixed shots. Mickey has another perfunctory thing he wants to say. <laughs> so after you won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in 93, back-to-back, right? Right. And he about wore you guys out to win those five straight at mm. the end of the year. Jimmy uh, was doing his radio show on KRLD, and he was getting paid, but the money went to Jerry, went to the club. He wasn't right. getting the money, so they bought him a boat. Right. Okay. So he takes the boat and he disappears for two weeks. He takes it. He zips down to Florida. He comes back and I, I ran into him in the hallway uh, by where you guys would eat right. lunch. And I said, well, where you been? Just like that. And he goes, well, for the first time since I took the job at Oklahoma State, I took a vacation. Hmm. And I said, what'd you do? And he goes, well, I had the boat. I went to the water. And I said, I said to myself, oh, no, he found out there's more life than football. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll be darned, what, two uh, months later. Okay. And we need to get to that chapter. Uh, well, and we can. We are out of time, but I'll just briefly say this. All right, after Jimmy and Jerry had the press conference, the divorce, okay, uh, Jimmy writes in the book that his dad – uh, drove up from Port Arthur and met him at the house, and he broke down crying. Mm. And uh, the other thing, the other chapter that's great, talking about when his mom died. Wow. And it, I what, remember he, that. He, what changed his life was in front of his mom's casket in 1998. He was still the coach of the Miami Dolphins at that point, but mm. what changed his life was in front of his mom's casket. And he realized their that, family was kind of right. important. And then you fast forward, we talked about earlier about his son Chad, and his, and yeah. he was very successful and then had battled uh, severe alcoholism, and it was in 2009, finally, his ultimate victory was saving his son who now runs a rehab center in Florida. You know, as old as he was, you could say that he actually grew up. Mm-hmm. He finally grew up. Yeah, he found out there was matured. something more than yeah. football. Yeah, he matured right. in a different way of in life. a different way, that's right. Yeah. Well, we went, we went uh, 360 on Jimmy there. The beginning and <laughs> sort of where so there we you are go. now. So you know, you I, I adopted some of his ways. I, I did, man. That straightforwardness is something that I want. As long as it's not immoral, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, but you've it always been for that you way. Guys, yeah, but, but it worked but, for you. You, see, got, you yeah. got three rings because yeah. of that, that mindset. So how are you going to change that? Yeah. Wow. Right. And it's, it's uh, lessons for all of us to learn. I mean, because there's so many people that they get – uh, distracted know, or they are good at their job singularly they focused. love doing yeah. their job 
but they got family and they go so much into I got to be successful and and you you justify it by I'm supporting my family doing this but, but, you, but you, you don't have you, the quality you, you time ignore yeah. your family yeah, exactly that's right <laughs> that's yeah. crazy and then you turn around he got a second chance mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get that second sure chance his mother bro. died he saw his kids he got a, a lot of people don't get that second mm-hmm. chance that's right cuz the world changes your kids be like I, I don't want to deal with you right I'm telling there's a lot of coaches out there where their parents, their family won't deal with them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nate, thanks for stopping. Man, yeah. that's good stuff, Nate. That was good. For good real, for I, real. I just, I, you know. Good for everybody. He has to talk about I, Jim. He's I, like, I, oh, yeah. I got to get in. I, I got to come, come in. in to be Mike Irvin, but I'm like, nah. Well, <laughs> I can't. Anytime, anytime you think your guys on your podcast won't yeah. let you talk, you just come right, right on right in here. here. Well, you know, Jesse don't understand what – the winning that we all been through. Jesse, mm-hmm. Jesse, he, he fourth and long. He a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. my boy. That's my boy. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That does it uh, for mixed shots, and we will shout at you again tomorrow at noon. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!